Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and this is The Daily DC. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, our Friday feature, I am joined in studio by my colleague, CNN's political reporter, Arlette Sines. She is the owner of the Joe Biden beat. I say she is that for CNN, but I, you know, I may be biased. I think she's the owner of the beat uh, throughout the entire press corps. Arlette, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, I just want you to hear a little bit of Joe Biden today in Washington. was it? My intent to make light of anyone's discomfort. I realize my responsibility is to not invade the space of anyone who is uncomfortable in that regard. And uh, uh, and I, I hope it wasn't taken that way. But uh, there was, uh, you know, I literally uh, think it is incumbent upon me, I think everybody else, to make sure that if you embrace someone, if you touch someone, it's with their consent, regardless of your intentions. Even if you're trying to bring solace, if you're trying to welcome them, and uh, it's uh, it's my responsibility to do that. What's your Is reaction right, to President, President Trump t- uh, taunting you on Twitter? What do you have to say to him? Well, it doesn't surprise me. He doesn't have time to do his job. Um, but uh, look, it's everybody knows who Donald Trump is. Um, so I don't have to say anything more, I don't think. Mr. Vice President, do you think you come forward and say they felt uncomfortable in your presence? Say again? You expect a lot more people. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but I've had hundreds and hundreds of people contact me and who I don't know and, you know, say the exact opposite. Look, um, it is, uh, um, it is important that, um, I and everyone else is aware that any woman or man who feels uncomfortable should have the right to just say, hey, I was uncomfortable with that. Or hopefully we'll get to the point even before and they have to say, I'm uncomfortable with that, no matter what. And, uh, and, and, and I, I really do understand it. Um, and uh, so, but it's, you know, one of the things that... Uh, like, for example, what made me say it, I, I wasn't joking. The president of the union put his arms around me. Well, that's how it's always been in me a long time. You know, that's how people react. And, uh, but... But do you think you owe these women a direct apology who have come forward so far? Oh, well, look, I, the fact of the matter is I made it clear that if I made anyone feel comfortable, I feel badly about that. That was never my intention, ever. Ever, ever. But there's some women who want to hear directly, I am sorry. Are you sorry for the way that you I'm sorry I didn't understand more. I'm not sorry for any of my intentions. I'm not sorry for anything that I have ever done. I've never been disrespectful intentionally to a man or a woman. Um, I, you know, it's that's not the reputation I had since I was in high school, for God's sake. Mr. Vice but, President, you've always said you're not changing your brand, you're not wearing any funny hats. 
is this whole episode of the past week, is this going to change how you campaign? Well, I think it's going to have to change somewhat how I campaign. It's just like, you know, the new thing is selfies. Everybody wonders why I take the selfie. So they don't put it on Instagram, you know. So, so it's not put on. I mean, if I had the camera, at least I make sure it's a photo, and I'm not doing something else. Because you have to wonder, you know, what what anything's being used for. And so it's all changed, and it's and it's changed even with you guys. Come on, you're each of you have, uh, are aware of it in your personal relationship. It changes, and it's not a bad thing. It's it's a new thing. It's important. And I'm sure it's going to take a while for it to settle out. But it's settled out for me. <laughs> when will you be entering the 2020 race? I'm told by the lawyers that I've got to be careful what I say so that I don't start uh, a clock ticking uh, and change my status. But uh, it is, I am very close to making the decision to stand before you all relatively soon. Um, How relative? I, I, I think... Weeks? I think I, days, weeks? What's the holdup? What's the holdup? Putting everything together, man. <laughs> Putting everything together. Even if I knew for certain that I was going to run for president back in Thanksgiving, my intention from the beginning is if I were to run, to be the last person to announce. I, uh, and uh, so, if everybody else their day, then I get a shot, and then we... Off to the races. With the lack of a formal operation. So uh, there has not been a Biden week like the last one that we have just uh, come through uh, in this period of time where he is, uh, you know, almost ready to get into the race. We in a little bit will go and sort of traverse the whole week and figure out how we got here. But today uh, he spoke to uh, the IBEW, uh, Electric Worker Union, and then comes out and gaggles. Uh, because he obviously felt he needed to clean up whatever happened inside that ballroom. Take us into the Washington Hilton today. What what happened? Well, the former vice president took the stage at this electrical workers uh, conference. And immediately when he walked on stage, he gave the uh, union's president a big hug and the crowd was cheering. And then later on in the speech, he referenced, by the way, I got permission from Lonnie to hug him. And then a second time later on. And he on, got laughs. And he, he got laughs. The, line, yeah, right? People the were crowd, laughing yeah, in the yeah, crowd. They got the joke. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, a short time later, he spots some kids in the stage and says, kids, if you want to come up on stage, why don't you come up here? And so then you see these four little heads bobble up and they climb onto the stage and he shakes each of their hands. And then at one point, Biden grabs one of the kids' shoulders and says, I got permission to do this, too. He makes the same joke. The okay. same joke. And so and people laughed in the room as that joke was made. But outside of the room, it kind of got a bit of a different reaction. Our now, Twitter lit up. Yeah. And you and I had been talking for the last several days, like, what is he going to do with this appearance on Friday? Is he going to address these remarks at all? Is he just going to let that be the video that he posted earlier in the week to deal with the allegations uh, that had been made? And this was just going to be a standard speech. And um, it was just, it was a surprise to me that he yeah. even went there in any way whatsoever, uh, because I would have thought he would have thought this isn't the venue for that. I, I handled that 
I think sufficiently enough to get me through these this next period. But no, he actually he brought this up. Um, obviously, it didn't go the way you went. He said Twitter lit up. So then what happened? So he made that off the cuff comment. And then some reporters had gathered outside the hotel just in case he decided to come out and talk to us. We had no heads up. And suddenly we see him walk out a door and walk straight to reporters and just off the top say, look, I didn't mean for it to come out the way that it did, that I wasn't trying to make Make light of people's feelings. So it was very clear that he or maybe his team got the message immediately that outside of that room, people weren't finding this funny. And so they briefed him. They said, you're going to have to clean this up or something to that effect, I would imagine. And yet, Arlette, and this is now this is what fascinates me so much about this moment for Joe Biden, even as he's trying to clean up something that wasn't received in, you know, in the way that he wanted it to be received and that I, I think I heard him saying the gaggle. He wasn't joking. It wasn't a joke to him. He right, right? like that was yeah. just uh, him trying to deal with the new reality and and informing everyone that he did indeed get permission to have a physical interaction with the kid or with the yeah, and, uh, union and leader. And he was trying to make a point that he has these kinds of interactions so often that he's on a campaign trail and someone will come up to him and it will they'll maybe give him a hug, he'll give them a hug, they'll give him a handshake. He was trying to reinforce that this is this is what happens with Joe Biden and that Maybe it was interpreted as a joke. Maybe people didn't like the way that it it came out, but he didn't mean anything by it. And yet, as he's trying to say, no, no, I get it. I I need to adjust some of my behaviors. He also seemed to be delivering a message that... This is who he is right. and that he uh, he doesn't want to change uh, the human empathy piece of the Biden uh, portfolio, if you will, which right. is, is a big part of his public persona. So while he wants to say, I'm learning and I get it, he also wants, it seems to me, he wants it a little bit of both ways, which is, yes, these women should express what they're expressing. Their voices need to be heard. I will listen. I get this. There are new rules at play. And yet, this is who what has happened my whole life. This is how we interact with in politics. Mm-hmm. He, It seemed to me he was trying to have it both ways at the same time. Right. It's going to be a really difficult t- line for him to walk because he is trying to be respectful of uh, women and maybe even men who don't feel comfortable in their encounters with him. But this is who he is. He's been doing this for over 40 years. And so that's going to be interesting to watch to see how he changes that. Someone did ask him, is this going to impact how you act on the campaign trail going forward? And he said yes and said that that's fine, that it's a good thing and that maybe things need to change. But in practice, I'm interested to see how this all actually plays out. One of the reasons why I say he's maybe trying to have it both ways is not the right way to say this. But one of the reasons why his words, I get it, don't necessarily ring to me like 100 percent that he does get this moment, because then when he got into a larger conversation about the state of the Democratic Party and whether or not it has moved really left or this energized progressive wing, you know, Joe Biden actually may be right on the the raw numbers of the party that may be uh, a larger swath of Democrats than not. understand why he is the way he is and from a different generation and what have you. He seemed, though, to to my ears when he was talking about the party hasn't moved as far as you all think it's moved. It's not that there are lots of moderate and liberal Democrats, traditional old school. To me, as he was making that argument, I think he was missing 
where the energy inside the party is right now, the, the, where the enthusiastic, active portion of today's Democratic nominating electorate, it may be a smaller share, but it is a very powerful share. And he, I to my ear, it sounded like he was kind of dismissing that a little bit. Yeah, and I've heard him talk about this a little bit before, too, how he feels that you look at the polling or you look at the the who the number of elect the primary voters who come out. He's going to he says, you know, that they're the older, um, wider uh, Democrats, that that's who is like actually making up the electorate. And that's part of his argument. But as you, you noted, there's not He's not acknowledging the energy that exists on the progressive or, or more far left side. And one part I thought was kind of funny was when he, a reporter asked him about how he had said that he was the most progressive person running. And he was like, oh, I never said progressive. I said liberal. And I said, you said progressive. I heard you correct him. I <laughs> and did. So, I mean, and then he was like, oh, I did. I, he's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's just this is something he's going to have to uh, grapple. There's a lot of folks who just don't think he's going to be as progressive as Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Uh, no matter what type of argument he makes. And he was talking about how he campaigned for, near, uh, he thinks, mm-hmm. for nearly right. all the 41 Democrats that won and delivered, beat Republicans, picked up Republican seats and delivered the majority uh, to the Democrats for the House of Representatives, which, again, he, to me, he was signaling, guys, there are Democrats here that aren't AOC. But I, to me, it's now the question that I'll hang over the Biden candidacy, which is, is he in some ways at risk of alienating this progressive, younger, next generation part of the Democratic base um, that could get really excited about one of his opponents and that that could, he might be... um, not, he might be sort of uh, walling off a piece of the electorate that he would really want right. uh, in running for president. Yeah, and he, he might be looking more towards the general election here and what kind of voters he can bring over to the Democratic column away from President Trump. And so that's going to be pretty risky for him if he's only going to be targeting that type of group in a Democratic primary when you could have a lot of enthusiasm on, enthusiasm among progressives and and younger voters. Stay right there. I'll let so much more to go through this last week because today's responses from Joe Biden, they were just the latest. I mean, this has been seven days now of of responding. We're going to talk about sort of how he went through these stages of response when we come back right here on The Daily DC. Welcome back to The Daily DC. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. I'm joined in studio this Friday by my colleague, Arlette Sines. She's our political reporter who is mastering the Joe Biden beat for us uh, here at CNN. Arlette, one of the things, and I'd like to get your take on this and your reporting and what you've learned that has um, surprised me, although I guess it shouldn't be that surprising. I've covered Joe Biden a long time. He's not the most disciplined human being on the face of the (laughs) earth. Um, But I guess surprising at the very precipice of a presidential campaign that he's about to enter, he's done this twice before, never in a position of strength like he's about to do uh, when he gets into this race. And so I thought perhaps it'd be a little more buttoned down. I'm surprised at how uh, uh, totally inconsistent his responses have been all week long to this. I mean, first it was a couple of statements from a spokesperson, finally puts out a written statement, then that doesn't seem to do it. He puts out a video that he adopts Nancy Pelosi's language into, and but then we see him sort of taking the bait from Trump on Twitter, and then, like today, making light of it. It, In one moment, he seemed like, oh, I'm going to kowtow to the... uh, 
progressives and uh, uh, in the party are sort of demanding an apology here in the moment, uh, apart from the women themselves, obviously, who some have expressed wanting to hear, I'm sorry from him, but I just mean the politics of this for a moment. And, and from, and on the other hand, sort of saying, guys, this is just me being me. Right. That's, it was totally inconsistent. Explain that to me. What were they thinking as they were going through these stages? You know, I think part of it is is Biden. And in some ways, sometimes he just can't help himself. And I think you've seen that over the course of his career with, with any little misstep that he's kind of uh, made. But, you know, you had those initial statements. They were very carefully word, worded in those first 48 hours and then they quickly realized like Biden needs to release something with his own name and then as you had more women coming forward then it's like okay now we need to do a video statement but these last two days it's really it's just kind of who he I know we keep talking about who Joe Biden is but Biden just can't help himself in some moments and uh, that can't assuming that he does enter the 2020 race they're going to have to find ways to kind of grapple with these little um, less than less than ideal circumstances. You know, I'm sure his team isn't happy that they he made that little joke today and perpetuated a, another news. But I would imagine this. that his team was fine with him engaging with the president on Twitter. Yeah. And taking the bait that yeah. the president put down there, right? Right. So, so I take your point. Um, but even the vice president today said he wouldn't be surprised if more allegations came out. So right. if you're saying written statement, but then more allegations came out, and so then they felt they need to do a video... How does he stop responding to this if if he indeed expects it to continue? I mean, I think that part of it, they're hoping that some of this is going to die down. Uh, he didn't help things here with with what he had to say today. But look, I mean, at some point, he's probably going to have to sit for an interview. He's going to have to answer more questions. And it's just a matter of if those answers are going to open up more questions. You kind of saw that today when uh, I asked him directly uh, that some of the women want him to hear him say, I am sorry. And he said, I am sorry that I didn't understand, but I'm not sorry for anything that I've done and that I never intentionally. So there's he's always opening himself up to something else. It's just unclear how they're going to be able to navigate that. I read that is because he's not comfortable with the way this has been covered. He's not comfortable with this narrative that he somehow is grouped in with right. uh, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world or what have you. Right. And that and that makes sense, I think, to a lot of people. I do think people probably see um, a gradation of behavior here, right? And and uh, nobody has charged him with sexual assault yeah. or sexual harassment. But yet, uh, Lucy Flores, uh, this uh, woman who ran for uh, lieutenant governor of Nevada, the original person that came out last week about this, even after seeing Biden today, she was like, he says he gets it, but he doesn't. And she does feel that she's not being heard and listened to by Joe Biden the way he said he was going to. Yeah, and it's really unclear whether Biden's going to be able to wrap his mind around the current environment. And uh, yes, this is not amounting to sexual harassment. It's not amounting to sexual assault. But this is a completely different post-Me Too era that it's unclear whether it's relating to these allegations that he made people feel uncomfortable, whether it's related to his uh, handling of the Anita Hill hearings. He's still trying to work through how to respond to this, but it's unclear if he really wants to respond any further. Do you agree or disagree with me that this is now the defining narrative of his campaign, that everything uh, uh, everything Biden 2020 is now going to be viewed through this lens of does he get this modern moment or not? I think 
that that's been a question for a long time. And I think, yeah, probably he is going to he's of a different generation. Um, He's going to have to. So is Bernie Sanders, we should note. Right. right? Exactly. Um, But as one person I was talking to earlier this week in in Biden's orbit, he said Biden's in the here and now that he's not right now in 2019. He's not back in the 1990s. But it's just a matter of whether the message that he is actually relaying out there is going to resonate with voters and make them believe that he knows what's actually happening right now. Um, have we heard anything from Dr. Jill Biden throughout this entire uh, episode or what her thinking is on this? No, we have not heard uh, from Dr. Biden. She doesn't do too many. She's still teaching, uh, doesn't do too many uh, public events. I think she's down in Texas today. Uh, all that I was told was that she's very supportive of her husband. Uh, you know, she's been with him for, God, I think like almost 30 years or o- over 30 years mm-hmm. at this point. Um but we haven't really heard much and from her. Is there any thinking? I mean, he basically. I mean, this week he announced for president. Yeah. Uh, in in what may be uh, the complete opposite manner in which they wanted to announce for president. But for all intents and purposes, he's a candidate for president now. I mean, today he literally said the expression, uh, you know, off to the races. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I asked him, "When are you going to enter the 2020 race?" And he just like smiled and was like, "Well, my lawyers are telling me that I need to be careful not to accidentally trigger anything." But yeah, I mean, he's this is basically him. Uh, whether it was that video uh, Wednesday when he said, "I'm going to be." talking to you guys a lot over the the next month and, you know, having to take that next step and and try to correct uh, his previous uh, statement. Um, This is Joe Biden's 2020, not exactly launch, but like almost there. And so then my question becomes, and I don't know if you've had any conversations with his aides and advisors about this. How are they adjusting for the launch of what they had planned mm-hmm. now that there's a new reality about how Joe Biden sort of entered into the stage? Like, do they have to adjust their announcement plan in some way, knowing that this hangs over them or that this isn't fully resolved or that he uh, seems to not be disciplined enough to not step in it? Like, is there any conversation that the announcement now will have to be somewhat different or an opportunity for a reset is how they see it now? Yeah. Well, as of now, the timeline is still the same. It's expected to come around this month. Uh, We had been hearing after the Easter holiday, which is now, I guess, about two weeks uh, away. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, would he maybe have done an interview for uh, the rollout? Like, he may have had that planned. I'm not sure if they're going to want him to sit down for an interview now and have to answer other questions about this episode. I mean, it could be good for him to get some more out there, but... um, as far as like the tactical, if the Biden team is listening, CNN would love to sit down <laughs> with for an interview. interview. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure that they're taking all of this and recalibrating how they're going to have the launch. It would be a probably a reset for them. And what's going to be interesting is like how much more are we going to see him before the launch next week? He has a speech in Philadelphia where he's going to be talking about the heroin uh, opioid ec- epidemic. But other than that, he doesn't have any public events on his schedule. So are we, are we going to see Joe Biden pop up somewhere else before an announcement? That's unclear at this point. We didn't know he was going to have today's public event we did until not, late in the game, until right? So yesterday or the day before. Maybe that'll tell us if they feel that they need to have him out there a little bit more uh, to try and clear the air before the formal launch. Right. Arlette Science, fantastic reporting uh, all week long on this. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here next week. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. 
And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.